Welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I am thrilled that you're joining us today. And I hope that you listen to the show, of course, that you feel my passion about helping you on your journey of change, specifically as it relates to sales and business and hopefully your professional career. The objective of the show is to help you between my guests and I take little things, little ideas, little strategies, put them in place and watch the magic that happens for you. To help you on that journey of change, I have a free gift for you, of course, which is my free communication style assessment. Two reports that you will get in an email. One, spotlighting your superpowers, your natural way that people receive your messaging. Flip side, you'll get your lowest score, which really spotlights where you're not, where you're not really sure how you're, you're showing up, but how people could perhaps be receiving you. So again, two reports. Link is in the show notes. Um, please take advantage. It's just such a great tool that you can use both professionally and personally. Additionally, if you're loving the show, please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And of course, sharing is caring. I'd love for you to share me with your peeps um, so that we could just spread the love and the joy of business together. Now, my motivational quote today is by the amazing Warren Buffett. And Warren says, price is what you pay. Value is what you get. Now, if you've been following my show or me for a while, you've heard me say that sales and marketing are two really different things and that every business has to pay attention to both sides, kind of of the same coin. So I see both pieces of, biz of the business puzzle as the, so the marketing and sales, they really are a married entity and they have to work together to be able to grow business or grow your career. So in the world of marketing, we need to be sure that we have a marketing plan that supports the strategy of the growth plan that we have for our business. Now, since I'm a sales expert and not a marketing expert, I hire people, right, to help me with those business strategies. So how do we build a, a really good marketing team that delivers? Well, I'm glad you asked. Of course, I have an expert. My expert today is John Bertino. Now, John is the founder of the Agency Guide TAG, a collective of seasoned marketing execs built to help brand source reliable marketing partners that produce those extraordinary results. As a university professor, SCORE business mentor, and 15 plus years marketing as a marketing consultant, John has helped brands of all sizes across all vertical sources, uh, all across vertical source agencies for SEO, content marketing, branding, PR, and just so much more. So please help me welcome John to the show. Thanks for being on, John. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Thank you, Connie. Pleased to be here. Great intro. Uh, excited to talk more about uh, marketing and how we can help businesses. Yeah. And, you know, here's the deal, John, since COVID, I, listen, marketing has always been important, of course, but I feel since COVID, new businesses have jumped into the game. And I feel like there's just even more noise than there was, you know, business 21 years. I have seen the shift. Have you seen a shift in the need for marketing or has it always been the same for you? I, I think there's been an increase in demand for digital marketing service providers. And uh, on the flip side, you see more and more individuals and or small teams trying to jump in and position themselves as marketing agencies, some rightfully so, some not so rightfully so, as is always the case with 
with marketing. Um, but there's absolutely been an increase. I mean, businesses want to hedge essentially is what it is, even yeah. if they're not ready to go full bore online or sell exclusively direct to consumer online, they want to have the ability to do so if or when they need to, like many of them did during COVID. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, hey, here's the thing, right? It It's changing the sales game. Change is part of business. End of story. I don't care what aspect we're talking about. It just happens to be marketing today. So now your model, your agency model is a little different. So do you see or do you think there's flaws in the current marketing agencies as, as especially, I guess, with the engagement tools um, for clients? Well, sure. I mean, so so we like to position as a consultancy, although we often get referred to as an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're a consultancy that ultimately matchmakes brands with marketing agencies, vetted marketing agencies. There's always been a bit of a flaw, or I should say that the marketing agency landscape is riddled, unfortunately, with you know, unseasoned practitioners or people that are kind of faking it till they make it. Marketing agency, because it it allows itself to be done virtually, is is really kind of a lifestyle business uh, until until that agency grows and graduates to like you know the real thing. So a lot of folks that are digitally savvy, I hesitate to say younger folks, but folks that are kind of digitally native and grew up with the technology in their hands see the market becoming a marketing agency as a really appealing kind of business and career path for themselves. And so the net net though, is, as I said, all of these individuals out there calling themselves marketing experts, whether that's warranted or not. And so I, you know, for, for a decade prior to launching this, I worked for different marketing agencies and I worked for really good agencies. Most, most of the time, I guess not every agency I worked with was incredible. Um, But that, Really, the the landscape that I was mentioning really created a, a conundrum, uh, a challenge for me as a business development rep to kind of differentiate the companies I was working for, which were great companies, sure. um, versus all of the Johnny come latelys. And so, after ten years of experiencing this, I said, "Well, you know, maybe I can do something about this. Um, maybe instead of just representing one agency, I can represent a lot of them. What today is two hundred. And yeah, and essentially, you know, put the right projects with the right agencies, vetted agencies, and help brands trying to navigate this minefield through that process so that they can find themselves working with the right teams. And I have to tell you, it's tough because there there's so many moving parts, like there's moving parts to sales, right? There's a bunch of behaviors and skills that we need to develop. What's the exact same thing with marketing? And in my, in my world, and I, I, it sounds like in your world as well, it's never a one size fits all like cookie cutter doesn't work for me. So who's ever in front of me from a client perspective, I try to customize the options, right. That I could potentially offer. And if I'm not the right person, because look, I've been doing this 40 years. So I have a really tremendous network out there. And now with the globalization with zoom and and COVID, you know, my network has exploded. So if I'm not the right person, right. I try to right before we started, we were talking about the podcasting, you starting a podcast. I'm like, I got a guy. (laughs) It's a Jersey thing. We got a guy here in Jersey. John and I are both Jersey, Jersey (laughs) kids. Um, so we we have to be able to share that bandwidth. But for you to create an actual consultancy where you have these 200 marketing agencies, you know, I'm doing that in air quotes for people listening on Apple. So you have these marketing agencies. So if you have me come in and I need 
one piece of a puzzle, you would know who to send me to. And kind of you marry the need, whatever the project is for the business owner or the company, and then you match it with the actual agency, the marketing people that are a good fit for me, correct? Correct. And yet there's another layer to this as well. So myself and the other team members on TAG, there's five of us. Mm-hmm. Each one of us has at least a decade, if not two decades or so of experience behind us. Yes. So as we're meeting and consulting with the brands, we're providing that seasoned guidance along the way in mm-hmm. a very objective fashion. And that is so key, right? Yeah. Because as I often say, when you contact an agency, Many of them tend to specialize in certain areas of marketing. And so they have an unfortunate bias to try to solve your marketing and sales challenges with what it is they offer. So for for example, if you call an SEO agency, nine times out of 10, they want to fix your problems with SEO. You call a branding focused creative agency, nine times out of 10, the issue is your brand, your messaging, your look. And since we collectively represent about 200 different teams, it allows us the luxury of being extremely objective and saying, look, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, Mr. and Mrs. Company versus Solopreneur, if we were in your shoes, here's where we would be putting marketing dollars and why. Here's what fair and honest investments in those channels, marketing channels looks like and why. And here's realistically what you can and should expect from those investments and why. You know, here's when you should pull the plug and why. And then we do all of this consulting, as I said, pro bono for free, because we, of course, make our revenues through the agencies we represent if and when you choose to hire them, which is a, is the final key detail. Our organization only gets paid if that brand actually hires the agency and more so if they stay with them, which creates a very real and authentic incentive for us to try our absolute hardest, but the right project with the right team, with the right expectations. And that's what we've been doing for eight years now. Remarkable. And, and here's why I love this, because it's the real deal, because you're tested <laughs> and that longevity, right? It's all about the relationship. For, and you and I, you know, your business development too. It has to be about that relationship. So a couple of things I bet happens for you, right? I'll put my sales hat on for sure. a sec. But by you doing that and playing that long game for every client you're in front of, it's not about the quick hit. And this is what, this is how much money I can charge you for whatever it might be from your zone of genius. You have these 200 um, different resources that you tap into. So you pick the right one. The client stays with them longer, which benefits you, right? So you get paid more if they stay. And when here's the thing, if the client is thrilled, they got to be sending you referrals that like, like we were talking about the people who produce my podcast. I've been with them 11 years. They're amazing. Of course I refer them. Same thing. If I'm working with you and your company, that consultancy puts me with the right people to do whatever I'm trying to do from a marketing branding perspective. Um, I'm going to send all my people to you. This is a, this is a brilliant model. Oh, well, thank you very much. And something that you and your other sales first listeners are going to love. I'm a digital marketing guy, right? Our number one channel is, and always has been referrals. You know, um, despite, so my whole career has been in SEO, how to rank higher in search engines. I spend every day talking about content marketing, digital advertising, social media marketing, branding. I believe in all of these channels and they all have a proper place in your marketing mix. But 
our number one marketing driver of new clients is referrals. It's funny. I'll share a funny story. When we started, when, when COVID hit, right, I had done everything corporate and I had done everything live, John. And now all of a sudden it was like, the brakes went on. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wanted me, which meant I had no income coming in. So you're like, all right, what do I do now? So as I started networking online, because I did everything live, right? So now I'm online, I meet people, small businesses started saying, hey, I kind of like you. I like what you're saying. It resonates with me. Can you help me with my sales? Which, yeah, of course I could do that, right? The, but the other uh, cool thing um, that happens with this whole explosion of this digital world is all of a sudden I started looking at my business going, holy crap, <laughs> I don't know this and I don't know that. And there were all of these things that I didn't know that I had to reach out to people, right? And ask for help. So where were you two years ago or two and a half years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Wish we would have met, but here we are now. Oh, I'm telling you tens of thousands of dollars that were spent. So, you know, really, I, I love the, I love this model that you're sharing. And I cool. think it's it's just super cool. What are some of the key factors that you see in really the successful agencies that are really good with that client engagement? And I'm assuming your 200 are just really good at what they do, right? Well, we we certainly think so. And so the question being, what's kind of a common thread among the successful agencies? Yes. Oh, well, one thing jumps out immediately, and that is clarity and honesty around what it is they do best and part and parcel to that, not trying to fudge on all of the other aspects of marketing just so they can secure that business. Yeah. So pr pretty universally... Uh, the strongest teams we represent are those that um, are fairly narrow in what they like to offer, or at least maybe they have a plethora of marketing options, but they're clear, transparent, and forthright with where their core strengths are. As opposed to the old omni-channel, we do everything full service marketing agency. And I've been known to highlight this point, and I feel a little bit bad every time for my full service friends out there, <laughs> because a lot of agencies are out there saying full service, full service, full service. And not only do I think it often works against them, but uh, in terms of their business model, but also works against them, I think, in terms of sales or cultivating new business opportunities, because you know, you just, unless you're a very large team, the truth of the matter is you're not going to be great at everything. So why lead out and say that you are? Um, so that's actually the first thing. And the second thing I would say, a, you know, a universal thread across uh, the best agencies I see, generally speaking, it's, mm, there's a consistency with the way in which those agencies field um, sales calls or business development discussions. You and I both hate, kind of hate the word sales or the baggage that comes with it. I've heard you Absolutely. say that on other episodes and I can relate to that. Yeah. But um, the great agencies tend to have a real authenticity in the way they look at, well, just an authenticity in general, but specifically in the way they look at a, a situation. Again, there's that word objectivity to be objective and say, look, we are or aren't a good fit for this. And also being real authentic and making sure the prospective client 
understands what the hell they're talking about. This might seem like a really minor point, but if you're out there trying to source an agency and that prospective agency is trying to talk over your head, yeah. that's almost their strategy to win you over. Use big words, use lots of jargon, make you feel real inferior. Uh, that's You should almost always run for the hills. Um, because not only is that a bad, just a bad sign and I think a bad way to be in general, but that kind of culture permeates throughout the entire organization and you get a bunch of people at that agency that tend to want to talk over your head or make you feel like an idiot so that you just trust them and do what they say. Uh, so instead, look for that agency that really takes the time to make sure you understand talks in as plain English as they possibly can to explain to you what they're doing and why. And again, they carry that overall, that overarching air of um, authenticity in what they say and the way they communicate. And here's the kicker, John, right? There's enough freaking business to go around for all of us, right? That's that whole abundance mentality. So when you niche in and you really dial into what you're good at, like I'm really good at, at um, intangible sales. If you have a brick and mortar store, just it's not my zone of genius. Could I help you? Maybe. Are there better people out there that could do a better job? Of course, because that's just not my zone of genius. So I feel like when you stay in your lane, you get really, really good at what you're good at, right? And, and your experience brings to the table. There's so much business that needs that exact piece of the puzzle so that you can almost create exactly what you did, which is brilliant, by the way. If I haven't said that once, I'm going to say it thank, again. Thank you. You brought this team of experts together and you're kind of like the little quarterback that observe, meets the client and says, okay, this is really where you are currently with the, wherever you are in the, in the business growth model, right? Are you startup? Are you mid? Are you, are you in, in scaling? You know who they need and you go to those 200 people, which is quite a hefty uh, uh, team, right? Bench strength that you're bringing to the table for every client you meet. You're just the quarterback who's handing off. Now I have another question with that, those 200 people. So let's say you give me to XYZ company for whatever my marketing needs are. And we accomplish that next piece. And the next piece of the puzzle, let's say is SEO. And that's just not their zone of genius. Do they throw the ball back to you or do they hand off to one of the other 200 people as well? Like what's the dynamics of that? How's that set up? I'm curious. Sure. So let me clarify what our roster looks like and then get back to your question. So I actually really was glad you, you put agencies in quotes earlier because that's just the thing. An agency by 2022 standards is actually pretty pretty loosely defined. What is a marketing agency at this point? Uh, there's plenty of indiv individual solopreneurs calling themselves a marketing agency. Mm -hmm. A husband and wife duo can easily be a marketing agency. Or you have the publicists of the world, the Densus of the world, these massive global conglomerates that are not only marketing agencies, but actually own multiple marketing agencies. And then you have everything in between. So when we say we represent about 200 teams, um, the vast majority of those teams we represent are boutique-ish in nature, and that's not just a, a polite way of saying small. No, boutique meaning that they tend to be very experienced. We prefer to put our name and our brand, associate our name and our brand with really experienced teams of course. that tend to be, but are not always, fairly niche, fairly narrow in their offering. Some of them are somewhat larger. Some of them offer multiple services, but the vast majority tend to be fairly boutique, tend to be fairly narrow. 
And then on the flip side, we've got a handful or a couple handfuls, maybe I should say, of like really experienced solopreneurs that when the situation calls for it, will plug in that that individual. And so put another way, it's kind of the old 80-20. I'd say about 80% of our roster are teams that are called five to 25, maybe five to 50 man operations. So fairly small, fairly narrow. Back to your question. So there's a couple different aspects. And your question again was kind of like, what happens if one need is solved for the brand and then they have a different marketing need and the agency doesn't do it? So um, in, in, in some cases, uh, it, it, it depends on what the needs are. If the needs are closely related, for example, SEO and PPC. PPC is kind of the general term for search engine advertising, pay-per-click advertising on a search engine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of SEO firms offer those two things and often just those two things. They offer organic search marketing and paid search marketing. So that's a good example of two closely related needs that commonly come up that can be solved by the same agency. On the flip side, you'll have things like a brand that has deep creative issues and creative challenges, but they also want to drive traffic and they need digital ads. And it's less common that a good boutique firm does both really strong branding and web creative and then also does um, specializes in PPC ads. It's not impossible, but you know, it's less common you're going to find those under one roof. So the simple answer is yes, once the one need is solved, that brand wall can come back to me and you know, we'll address the other needs. Um, but you know, that's only going to happen if they work with that first agency and they love the, um, the experience they have, Absolutely. which is yet another incentive on our part to make sure that we point them in the right direction, set honest expectations, and connect them with a true professional that's going to treat them well so they do come back when they have those other marketing needs. Yeah. And, and, and it behooves everybody <laughs> on the team to play nice because you're, when I do the right thing for the, cl- for your original client, right. And I send them back to you, right. I punt back to you. And now you hand me off to a, the next piece of my puzzle. The client is thrilled, right. But also, also all the people within the, um, your, uh, consultancy, right. In the, those 200, that let's network. say semi. They, they're doing the right thing for you. You're going to continue to trust them and send clients going forward because they consistently do a good job. They're dependable. You know what you're going to get and you know they're going to do the right thing. That's that authenticity. Everybody uses the word authentic. I don't find that everybody's real authentic out there. <laughs> they have this little hidden agenda. And the way your model is set up, I almost feel like it insulates against, you almost set it up so you have to behave that way. Otherwise, you're not going to live long within the 200 people that you're referring over, correct? And it, it helps them get those referrals that we talked about early on. So now you're referring back to them. They're referring back to you. It becomes this almost eco, mini ecosystem that, you know, the tide is rising, man. The ships are going up together. It's beautiful. I can tell that you authentically love it. For those that are just listening, I can tell you're feeling it. And you're actually maybe even more right than you realize about how I deliberately set this up eight years ago. Uh, if I could just share quickly a little yes. bit of the story. I hated being a quote unquote air quotes salesperson um, for an agency with the expectations around me that classically are applied to salespeople, which is you close the deal, you make deals happen. There's a quota and performance you have to meet. You sell marketing services. So you better be out there slinging marketing services. I hated that. 
I wanted to, when I got on the phone with somebody, offer a consultative approach to it, a truly authentic yep. and, uh, you know, uh, on a big hearted approach to solving their problems. But unfortunately, the agencies I worked for may or may not have been the best fit for that. So, you know, what I would do is I would turn them away. Like I'm telling you the best agencies do. I would turn them away if they weren't a good fit. But that wasn't always good for, you know, my bank account. That wasn't always good for the, the my employer. And it just, you know, from a pure business, pers- well, from a shallow business perspective, it wasn't ideal to do that. And so, but I, but I hated that conundrum. Um, and so it was kind of like, you know, I wish I could just solve everyone's needs and I wish I could do so without um, disappointing my employer while at the same time turning away business that could be business for myself somehow. And so kind of the solution found me. It was like, you know, just represent a bunch of agencies instead of one and voila. Moreover, this model actually exists in most industries. This idea of an intermediary that comes to the table and helps you choose the right options in an objective way and then brings you those solutions. Sure. You see it in finance. That's what a financial advisor does. Yep, that's right. uh, I saw it in the industrial manufacturing space where sales rep groups would serve as that intermediary guiding the distributors they were selling to on what products they should buy and why. Yeah. And they would independently represent the manufacturers. And then, uh, you know, and then as I forayed into the marketing space, I said, you know, I think we could bring that manufacturer's rep model to the marketing world. And eight years later, never looked back. It's true. I was a financial advisor. So I love that. So and I'll share a funny story. You mentioned quotas too, just to build on what you're saying and why you started your agency and why ultimately I started my business. I feel like we're on these, these, um, like we're in alternate universes, you know, parallel universes that are, are side by side. When I was a financial advisor, I loved that whoever I sat in front of, I had this pool of options that could meet based on risk and what their objectives and timeframes and all of that. I loved digging in, right, and finding the solution. To me, that's sales, educating and helping them find the right solution for where they are short term and long term. Well, I remember we had this new product come in. Now I'm going to talk about the quotas for a minute. So we had this new product come in. It was a great product, but for very young individuals. And my market, I had mostly middle-aged to seniors. And I remember my boss saying to me, well, you have to sell 10 of these a week or every Friday you're going to come out to Jamesburg here in New Jersey and we're going to teach you more (laughs) about the product. So I sat there and I said to him, I raised my hands and I said, here's the deal my reputation, and I'm, I'm never disrespectful ever, John, but I, I basically said to him, my reputation, you know, I had been doing this 20 years. I said, my reputation doing this. And if the, if it's the right product for the client, I am all in, I love this product. I think it's great, but if it's not, and you want me to sell 10, then put my name on the list and I'll let you know if I'm going to be here on Friday, if I sold my 10, don't tell me what to sell because I don't know who's walking in the door for you to tell me this is the product we're pushing because you promised whatever that company that was offering that product, you promised whatever numbers, nothing to do with me. My reputation is my reputation. So this is the nonsense. Unfortunately, I think why, why sales gets a bad rap, um, it's exactly what you just described. So your model hedges against that crap going on of, you know, I have a quota. I have to send so much business to this representative. You build that respect and that internal um, referral, right? That mini ecosystem. 
you got it. You're spot on. And the equivalent in my space would be if I was forced to sell SEO to everybody because I worked for an SEO agency, which which is the situation to a degree. Yep. I mean, force might be a strong word depending on the agency you're working for. But the expectation is you work for a branding agency, you push brand creative, brand refreshes. That's what we do. You yep. work for a PPC agency. The expectation is you're going to sell the virtues and tout the virtues of digital ads over and above organic SEO or over and above worrying about your brand. And that's just innately flawed. And so again, that's where objectivity comes in. We have nobody that we, there are no quotas and we have no one to answer to. And we can just look at every situation and say, here's what we would do if we were you and why. Brilliant. Just so brilliant. And it, yeah, I love it. I love it. And, and I, it's funny because I feel like even though I do all the sales stuff, right? Sales service and then co teach managers how to coach their teams after the training happens, who's watching, right? It's an accountability, but it's also a reinforcement because you can't come to training in one day and have all the skills down, right? There's this whole practice and, and ongoing process that needs to be in place. But, you know, when, when I'm not the right person or I see a need, I'm really good at handing off just like we did before the phone call. When you mentioned you were going to do podcasting, I know someone, I trust them. I vetted them. They're priced fairly. That's who you should do business with. And what happens when we give those referrals, right? You're going in already with a, the no, like the no, like trust factor because somebody that I already trust has referred me to you or whoever. Um, so it, it just really becomes this win, win, win kind of situation, right? You win as the consultant, the agency wins and the clients winning because they're getting exactly what they need because your team has such a good bandwidth on marketing and you know where and what I need at this given moment in my business. Just love it. We're, we're literally out of time, but I really quick, what would be if you could give the best cutting edge marketing tip one or two could <laughs> what would it other than hiring you man i mean to me that's the first tip <laughs> and we're free <laughs> yeah. you don't have to you can hire us but we're free so yep that, that yeah i mean it's craziness this is madness my friend it's madness i tell you <laughs> um it's it well so i have to give the standard response at first to say that it depends it's very situational in terms of what's the best, you know, sure. number one marketing tip. Um, it, it, it is incredibly situational. So with that um, classic caveat, uh, let me, uh, my, my background where I started uh, is in the SEO space, which if you know much, which is ranking higher in search engines for those that don't know. And one of the first things you learn about ranking higher in search engines, i.e. SEO, is that um, the content you put on your site is really important. Notice I said content and not keywords, because it's really not about jamming words into the site. That hasn't been the way you do it for almost two decades now. Maybe called a decade and a half. It's about the content. But you know, with but e even those that know that um, at a rudimentary level, their their feeling is that they need to produce more content. And longer form content. And so that's where this, this is where I want to start to answer your question about number one tip. Yes, content is king. Uh, even this SEO aside, content is king, right? Content is super important. You used to hear it all the time in the social media space. And yes, for inbound content marketing strategies or SEO strategies, if that jargon means anything to you, again, it all comes back with content. But there's this gross misconception that it's about uh 
content for content's sake, regularly producing content just to do it, and that it's, again, about longer form. And really, um, while there, while that was true for a little while there, call it eight, 10 years ago or so, these days we're far beyond that. And it's much more about quality content, the right content yeah. for the right people at the right time, in the right place, at the right, in the right format, uh, which is what I tell my students at Drexel University. It's about, um, it starts with keyword research, um, understanding what the needs and objectives are of your different part, uh, audience personas. Notice I said different because the right content is going to be different depending on the audience segment you're speaking to. Truly understanding how to best answer their questions in a useful way. Notice I emphasize useful. If the content isn't useful, it's probably not, it's definitely not doing the user any good, obviously by definition, but it's also not doing you any good as a marketer or someone that's trying to manipulate a search engine. Yeah. I say manipulate because the search engines are, are looking at how useful the content is. Um, and so, so that's the takeaway that if you're going to go through that effort to create something, and this really goes for social media as well, the content needs to be, that needs to be useful. It needs to be enticing and it should evoke some type of emotion. Uh, but do not be bought or swayed into or bought into this notion of, I need to churn out a bunch of content because mm -hmm. that's what digital marketers tell me I should do. I think that's my one tip. I, and yeah, it's it's actually a good tip because I the amount of time and money that I've spent in the past two years and did not get the mileage or the results I expected. And you want to laugh? The the best result I got referrals. I'm still living off my referrals. <laughs> and 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 here's the thing, you know. And and listen, I am not naive. I've been in in sales 40 years, in business 21, John. So people know me. I get it. You know, I've always lived in Jersey, although now I have more of a digital, you know, a more expansive presence globally. But I've been doing it a long time. So for new people coming out, I understand you might not be able to live off referrals initially because you have to get some clients, right, to be able to get those referrals generated. But the amount of time and money, because after COVID shifting over to that private market, I, I've wasted a lot of time and money because I it was misrepresented to me. I didn't know better because I'm sales. I'm not marketing. This It was a lot of new language for me to understand um, as well. So I don't think I'm alone in that. And I, I'm not I'm not stupid. I might not be the most uh, intelligent you know, bulb in the box, but I'm certainly not stupid. And yet I, I definitely made some bad choices. So I love what you just said. And the one thing I heard is create content, hire someone, write more blogs, hire someone to do it. And really, really, I didn't need any... I, I needed it, but I needed it to be my voice and not always hire someone to do things. So I, I think we're misguided a lot of the times based on, I have to pay the bills this month. I need your business. Let me go ahead. And I, I could do it for you. It might not be the best out there, but I could get the job done at the, at the basic level. That to me, that's not good enough. I don't do anything at the basic level for my clients. And I can see you don't either. It's a Jersey thing. I think it's the Jersey water. What do you think? <laughs> might be onto something. Yep. We really are out of time. Guys, everybody listening, whether you're one of my corporate uh, peeps out there or your private entity like myself, um, this is a free resource. To me, it's a no-brainer. You'll get in the right place to achieve whatever the objective is. Marketing is important. I know that as a sales expert. If, if I didn't have marketing, I'd be in trouble. So go to the website, which is the agency guide, G-U-I-D-E, guide 
com. If you have a question specific, email John at John at the agency guide.com. And you have a free uh, ebook, right, John, you want to tell everybody? We, we do. And I'll get you the link for your show notes so you can yeah. circulate it. But um, just because we do so much consulting and SEO, and I want to emphasize that we can, we consult and place on all aspects of marketing, not just SEO, but it's kind of how we started. It's kind of how I started. And we do a lot of work in that space because frankly, there's so many bad SEO agencies that need to be navigated around. Um, we do have a great ebook for local businesses who I feel are often the most preyed upon by some of these agencies um, to help them understand kind of the truth around local business SEO and how to rank their their brick and mortar business better. So it's a free ebook. I think it's like it's like 90 pages, I think. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we'll get that out so your listeners have access. And of course, uh, our consultations are free. Our whole process is free. So that's a free gift for your listeners as well. And, and the, if they want to consult, they certainly can email you, but they could just go to the website and that page is there to fill out if they're interested in meeting to discuss, you know, what, where they are and what their situation is and who might be a good fit for them. True to marketing best practices. I think there's a contact form on every page. And if not, you can find that contact form super easily. Yeah. Love it. That's wonderful. And again, if they have a specific question, you know, Hey, John's cool. He's, he's just a really good guy. So if, if you have this little bit of doubt, don't be foolish, reach out to John, ask your question um, to, to really become comfortable. And then of course, do the, the contact form as the secondary. So again, download the ebook, a wealth of information. I'm sure 90 pages is, is pretty lengthy. Um, John, wow. What a delight. We've never met. So this, this is a new one for me. Um, Cause he's in Jersey too. Usually I'm in, you know, people in Europe. So thank you so much for taking the time being on and just Keep, keep rocking your bad self out there, man. Good stuff you're doing. I love it. Uh, my pleasure. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. It was a, it was a real treat. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed our conversation. I feel like I learned so much. So thank you. Thank you for that. I love to be educated as well. Um, and I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together. No matter, matter where you are, career, um, your business, doesn't, doesn't matter. I hope between my guests and I that the information we're sharing is useful, number one, but take the information and do something with it. Download the ebook, email John, go to the website, wh- whatever it is that we discussed today, implement. When you put things, when you put that information into action, that's when the reaction and magic starts happening for you, your company, um, and your business. So again, John, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for joining me um, with Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Truly honored to have you on this journey um, of business growth or personal growth um, when you come and listen to the show. Um, honored that you're here. Happy to be on the journey with you. We've got this, guys. Let's make some magic out there. Let's have, have some fun doing it. And again, connect with John, and hopefully he can help you move the needle. 2023 is coming fast. Let's make sure we're armed and ready to explode out of the gate. Have a great one. John, thank you again. I'll see you all next week. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.